Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 34. Hello, hello, welcome back. Y'all ready for this? I am excited today to talk about the art of the YouTube community tab. Now, this is based on a thread from Project 24 member Jordy Buck. This was published actually a few months ago. <laughs> I made a note to talk about it and I'm just now getting to it. Uh, and the thread's called The Art of Scheduled Posts in this parentheses YouTube. Now, we're gonna be talking all about how the YouTube community tab works and how to effectively use it. Now, okay, I, I need to address this, okay, because Jordy Buck, I'm gonna address you here. Uh, so, uh, the you said in your original comment, so you're seeing some creators post regularly on the YouTube community. I'm guessing a lot of them are scheduled posts too. Just like to understand how to use it. Then at the end, you said something along the lines of, this seems like something we in Project 24 could really begin to dive into and create some basic methodology for application. Well, first of all, that's part of the YouTube system. It's a lesson in the YouTube system already. Okay, so uh, just uh, letting you know there, uh, Jordy. And <laughs> anybody listening to this that hasn't yet listened to that, it's okay if you're not at that point in the YouTube system yet. I, I get it, but you know, I just I just had to let you know about that. Also, I wanted to just dive a bit more. There's possible there will be some overlap with what is already in the YouTube system and what I'm talking about here, but I just want to give a few more examples uh, and give the art of the YouTube community tab. Okay, now to explain this, I have recently, I just for funsies, I watched some movie recap channels. They're a very interesting phenomenon. And there's, there's a reason I'm going to sh share this story because there's a point to it. Uh, movie recap channels, in, as, in essence, will take random movies, whatever the movies are, usually less mainstream movies, so less people have seen them, and they'll create a recap of the movie showing short segments from the movie. Uh, a lot of them are use, uh, well, at least until recently, use robotic voices or AI-generated voices to read off a script and give a recap of it. The reason I think for that is a lot of times the creators behind them um, don't speak English or or they have an accent and or they don't want to show their face, that type of thing. And so uh, I was recently I got into just curiosity watching a few of these movie recaps, and they're they're an interesting space of YouTube because a lot of these channels. There's a lot of them on YouTube, by the way. And a lot of these channels will just create recaps of movies and they'll just publish every single day. And they're almost interchangeable. The one recap channel is almost exactly the same as another recap channel. I mean, some are you know, better at their script writing and et cetera, but they're essentially the same thing, all of them. It's interesting um, because they ran into some issues a while back saying they weren't, weren't going to be monetized because they uh, because of the AI voices. And anyway, that's, that's a subject for another time. But there's two specific recap channels. I'm not going to say their names, uh, but there's two specific recap channels. And they're essentially the same thing, but one of them, in the script of the videos, they, they both have a real person reading off the script. They switched off of AI. One of them in the script, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but one of them in the script tells some jokes throughout the recap of the video. Some sort, It's often um, kind of modern humor jokes based on what was happening in the video using modern slang. Uh, it's, not, it's not 
um, what would you say, adult-oriented jokes or anything. It's more just jokes related to what's in the content of the video, talking about how ridiculous it is or things like that. That's one channel. The other channel, remember, these are essentially the exact same thing. They're different channels owned by different people. I get it. But the second channel doesn't include jokes in the script. Now, for you listening to this, which of those channels do you think would get more comments? Whenever they publish a video, which channel do you think gets more comments? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's the first one, the one that includes simple jokes. Now, why do you think that is? Why would that channel get dramatically more comments and interactions than the other one? And hence, a more loyal viewer base. Just the simple act of creating, adding little jokes that are relatable, that add some personality, add some connection with people. Even though movie recaps are purely an entertainment style of channel, uh, it's purely entertainment. I found myself being more drawn to the one that included the jokes because it felt more like a real person. It felt like it had an identity where everything else felt generic. And I mean, if, if I were to ask you for similar things, you could probably come up with your own list of reasons why you why that would be superior, why, why people would be willing to comment on one and not on the other. There's comments on both of them, as on all YouTube videos, but one gets dramatically more comments and interaction, people liking and replying to each other's comments just for the simple jokes included in it. So why do I say that? <laughs> community tab, YouTube community tab. This is a space where you get to have a similar effect with your audience. You get to, no matter what your archetype is, information, entertainment, connection, I, I don't care, whatever, you'll use it differently based on um, what archetype your channel is. But the community tab is a way to show, it's on platform, a way to show more connection, to create more connection with your audience. And so... When I am looking at high level, how do I decide what to put in my YouTube community tab? First of all, I'm going to get into more of the nitty gritty of different post types here in a moment. But first of all, I'm going to say if you aren't yet using it, if your channel's at the point, I, I have to look it up. They've changed the rules recently. Um, if your channel's at that point where you can access all the full featured community tab, what is it? Is it 500 subscribers at this point? I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But if your channel's at the point where you can do that, um, it's, and you're not using it, I'm going to let this podcast episode be your impetus to, to start using it. Just use it. The amount of time it takes to create posts in your community tab and the benefit from it far outweighs the amount of time it takes. It's like a five-minute scheduling out some posts is dramatically worth more than that five minutes a lot of times spent elsewhere now there's diminishing returns you don't need to go overboard with community tab and i'm going to get to a few more uh, rules of what i'm seeing more current information on what i'm seeing of how to use this uh, here in a bit but if you're not yet using it use it take it from nate here it's just good and it's kind of overlooked by youtube which is actually in, in many ways with the algorithm, it's actually a strength in some ways that it's overlooked by their development team. It feels like they haven't done anything to it for a while, and that's actually kind of good. And I'll explain why here in a moment. So if you're not using it, use it. Now, when I'm looking at a channel and I'm deciding, what am I going to put, uh, my channel, what am I going to put in my community tab? 
I'm asking myself this question. How do people interact with my topic outside of YouTube first? So if I have a, uh, I'm going to use a lawn mowing channel and I, I, my topic and archetype, I need to include that in there. How do people interact with my type, topic and archetype uh, outside of YouTube? If I have a lawn, if I have a lawn mowing channel, how do people interact with it outside of YouTube? You might say, well, I'm just giving, I'm just educating people on like how to lawn mow. They don't really care about my behind the scenes, et cetera. I, I, why would I post in my community tab? But the thing is, what are their motivators? Do they want to get their lawn done as quick as humanly possible? And they're watching your videos for hacks and tricks on how to do that. They just don't care. They just want it over fast. What's that? Are they artists? Are they like, they want their lawn to be beautiful. That's different, right? What are their motivators? How do people interact with it outside of YouTube, okay? Because that determines why they're going to YouTube in the first place and how they'll interact with your stuff. So, and I'm, I'm answering that question because there's a variety of answers you might give to that. People are coming primarily for education. They want to learn more about it. Well, what do they, why do they want to learn more about it? Do they want to learn how to do it more quickly? Do they want to learn how to do it more beautifully? Do they want to learn how to do it more um, efficiently or, or more cost-effective? Um, if they're there to, if they're on YouTube to hang out, well, why do they want to hang out? For what reasons, what types of people do they like to hang out with? What types of content do they feel like, do they just want to sit and chill and watch a live stream hang out? Or do they want to just sit and chill and watch you experience something that they'll never experience in their own life, but they're cool with that. There's very different reasons there. Uh, another one is, do they want to get there and be entertained? <clears throat> well, well, what kind of entertainment? Uh, and this depends a lot on topic, right? But do they like the type of entertainment that just feels like it's a normal day? Do they like the type of entertainment that feels like it's a <laughs> awful day? Like they're watching somebody else have an awful day? Is it the type of entertainment that's, I am never going to experience that in my life, but I still want to see it. Do they like looking, watching videos of yachts that they're, maybe they're never going to buy a yacht, but they like to see the videos, the tours of the yachts. These are all questions I'd be asking myself. And you don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but the thing is, hopefully you're already asking these types of questions with the rest of your content and with your whole overall channel blueprint and content strategy for your YouTube channel. And you already can come up with some answers to these things, perhaps even while you're listening to this episode. And if you have some answers to these, then the very next step is I've got a community tab. How are people going to interact with that when I have the answers to these, to these questions? So, it's interesting because sometimes we take a different direction. <clears throat> I use the community tab for research, for interaction, and for community building. Research is if I'm doing a video and I want to know what do people think? <laughs> is this title better than this title? Is, uh, it, let me know, you know, share your video with me. What's your worst video? What's your best video? I want to see it. Share your thumbnails. I use a lot of those things. It's, it's easy for a lot of educational channels to ask that type of stuff. <clears throat> um, you can also use it for, um, so engagement. It's, it's a way, that, and this is, I'm going to talk about how the algorithm, there are lots of theories about how to hack this, et cetera. But in general, a, as far as I can tell, an interaction with your community tab is an, it counts as an interaction with your channel, which means there is likelihood for your 
videos to more there is more likelihood for your videos to show up for that person, even if perhaps they haven't interacted with your channel recently, but they do interact with one of your community posts. And then as far as community building, especially if you're in a space where you're looking to create a group of super fans or just create a feeling of, hey, this is the right place to be with these people, uh, then a community post can be very effective for that also. And this harkens back to those two movie recap channels where one created little jokes and got a lot more comments because of it. The community tab can be a great place to do that. So let's talk different post types. Now, I realize there's going to be a little bit of overlap with what is in the uh, YouTube system. I think I'm going to attach this to the lesson that's currently in there, and I'm uh, with current observations on how it works. And as always, let me know if you have additional questions in the Project 24 community. Uh, reference this podcast episode, just ask your question and, and tag me. That's that's helpful. I'm not always able to respond to every question, uh, but it is helpful for me to let to for you to let me know what needs further explaining and um, how I can be uh, of more help, more service. Um, so different post types in order of how much they spread. I got to remind myself here, I'm actually going to pull up a browser while I'm, while I'm doing this so I make sure I cover all the types. The very first most important best one is polls. Now, it's not best for every case, but right now as it stands... Um, polls have the potential to spread much further than any other um, post. Now, um, they give us data on impressions, etc. I'm just going to talk about like the front end, what a user can see right now. So typically, if I do uh, an image post, for example, I'm, I'm lucky if I get about 650 likes on a post. If I do a poll, I can get upwards of 11,000 votes on a poll. It's dramatically different. So doing a poll... Is, has the most spread, and it's and there's a reason for that. It's the easiest interaction. So if you want some sort of easy, simple interaction, do a poll. And if if you're never ever not sure what kind of post to do, just default to doing a poll. Just keep that in mind there. Now, as far as what to put in polls, um, you can use it for research, but I would intersperse research with a lot of just easy-to-answer, broad-appeal things. You can think of it in terms of the funnel of how far down your niche you want to go. I'll share some recent examples with you from channel makers. Uh, this one, how hard is it for you to find video ideas? Who is that for? That's for people who are YouTubers who are currently creating content versus do you watch other creators' videos in your own channel topic? It's a little bit broader versus, uh, I'm trying to find an even broader one. How many videos? How many YouTube videos have you watched today so far? Much broader. Because that, you don't even have to be a creator to interact with that. And it's funny because the amount of votes on each poll <laughs> shows that. The, one, the last one got 11,000 votes. Uh, the first one, how hard is it for you to find video ideas? As of recording, got 7,500 votes. It's a difference, right? So keep that in mind, how far down the niche you're going. And I like to include a, um, a mix of broader and narrower types of questions depending on what your audience is. So that's with polls. Next best post I've seen is a image. Why do images work better? Because it's a visually engaging thing. And if on desktop, at least, they'll see the text, they'll see the post, but the image is really small. So there's often motivation to click on it and see the image big, especially if it seems interesting. So 
oftentimes, if I'm just wanting to ask an open-ended thing, I will always, I just said oftentimes, I will always, <laughs> contradicting myself there. <laughs> Nate, don't mix your logic there. <laughs> Uh, if I'm ever asking an open-ended question, I will almost always include an image because they spread better than just text. I have had text posts spread well uh, across the various channels that we run. I've seen it do well, but it often has to be a very intriguing question um, that generates a lot of interaction. It can't just be a simple statement or a simple announcement. It has to generate interaction. This, the same is true if you're including an image and you're asking a question. It's just whenever you include a question, you want it to be, whenever you do a post, you want it to, what am I saying here? Whenever you write a question, you want it to be intriguing so it generates interaction, specifically comments. Uh, comments show uh, spread the posts further. And then images make them more intriguing and they visually show something. And you can oftentimes even include a question in the image based on, uh, depending on what type of post you're doing. Image posts are also good for showing behind the scenes. Now we get in a little bit of a interesting space here because they're great. I've seen them to get the most interaction if it's something that's easily for you, if it's about you, for you to be easily congratulated about first of all, or easy to laugh at or with you about. If it's humorous or if they congratulate you easily. A milestone in your channel growth uh, would be an example of something that they congratulate, congratulate you. Or I finally got my dream motorcycle. That would be another example that they're easy to give you a like and say, oh, that was awesome. You know, congrats. You'll oftentimes get less comments on those posts. Um and then the, the other one being funny, people love to interact with, people love to laugh. And so funny, those two types of posts tend to get the most interaction. Um, if you're asking for feedback, like you're saying, hey, which of these two thumbnails do you think is better? Uh, then you'll get interaction. You'll get more um, comments on those, but it probably won't spread as far because the appeal is further out. And that type of question is more of a super fan type of question. So just keep that in mind as you're doing different posts. I'm not saying avoid those posts. I'm just saying if you're only getting a certain amount of interaction with your posts, it's possible it's time to start mixing it up, trying different post types. That's all I'm saying here. And you kind of want to be experimenting with different types as you go along. Um, next one, video. This is the one I have used the very least. Um, it's where you can actually put a video in the post, uh, add an existing YouTube video, either your own or somebody else's. I've experimented, experimented with this one the least. Um, mostly because I just want people to go to the video watch page. Why would I want them to watch it in the community tab? That's been my thinking thus far. I haven't, I haven't tested it beyond that to see if there's some magic sauce here, but that one I don't use very much. One of the worst ones I've seen, and I never recommend doing this because I've seen it be horribly bad <laughs> in terms of performance, is making some sort of you know text type post. And then if you paste a link to a video in the text body of the post, YouTube will create a little card of the video itself so people can click on it and go to the video. Now, in theory, that seems like a good idea. Like, hey guys, I just published this video. It's really awesome. Go watch it. It seems like a good idea. I have never seen it do well. I don't know what it is, but the algorithm does not spread those ones very much at all. Almost ever. And, and to the tune of, I've seen, I'm not going to name channels, but channels with uh, 800,000 subscribers. 
did one of those and it got six likes. Uh, and I, I look at that and I think, bro, you shouldn't have even done that. It, it, it almost makes you look bad if a channel does that and it only gets six likes. It almost makes you look, well, whoa, dude, do you even have an audience? <laughs> that sounds kind of bad, but that's the one I would avoid. Do not do those ones. And so to repeat, it's a text type of post where you paste a link to a video, either your own or somebody else's. YouTube creates a little um, uh, card to it. For some reason, those do not spread. I don't know what it is. I'm guessing it's some sort of algorithm thing. They do not spread. So don't do those as of recording this. <laughs> okay, so that's your post types. Uh, last type, I guess, is just a plain text. I already talked about this briefly, but... If you are going to do a plain text, make sure it's something really intriguing, something that invites interaction if you hope for it to spread. Other than that, it's probably not going to. Uh, now, something that invites interaction is a question, simple question. If you do a question, uh, either on a poll or on an image or anything, if you're looking for a response or uh, getting an answer from people, put it in the very first line of the post. You want it to be intriguing from the very first line. And then explain why that question after that. But don't start it off with, so the other day I was walking through the park and, and I saw a dog and it was interesting. And I was wondering, do you have a dog? Like you would not want to do that if you're looking to get an answer, do you have a dog? You want to put, do you have a dog? What kind first? And then tell your story afterwards. Okay. Uh, next, oh, oh, I was saying, so with plain text ones, invite interaction and they'll spread more. Uh, another way of inviting interaction is just sharing personal story type of things, you know, and you want to start kind of with a hook of, you know, I almost got mugged the other day or, or something like that, that is true. It's kind of the clickbait of community posts, but make sure the first line of text, whatever you put in there is interesting, whether it's a question or some sort of hook. Okay. Now let's talk a bit more current data. Uh, and again, this, there, there's potential, this, I haven't, um, there's potential there is overlap in what is currently in the YouTube system, but I'm just going to talk about it here. You can post. I do not recommend posting in your community tab any type of post more often than every 24 hours. I've seen the spread go significantly down if it's more often than that. Um, it's just it, what it looks like it happens is you publish, YouTube starts giving it impressions, and then if you do another post, it basically cancels the other one and does the other one, and it seems like neither of them do very well. Kind of splits it. So... No, never more often than every 24 hours. As far as when to publish, I would do it a bit uh, a, a similar, actually very similar to the same graph that you have in your analytics of when your audience is online. Publish it shortly before that so they're more likely to see that community post. And it can be even on a non-published day, but just do it based on audience data. When your audience is on YouTube, to the best of your knowledge, publish shortly before they're on a more... Um, um, more quantity of your audience is on YouTube. And then the other thing is, if you want a lot of interaction with a post, give it three days to air out. Uh, <laughs> what I mean is publish and then wait three days before you publish again. This is something I've been doing a bit more recently. I was doing publishing about five times a week for a while there, and it was doing fine. But I noticed that in many cases, uh, if I published twice a week, each post got more interaction. And so it was kind of less effort, more results type of thing. Can you schedule out posts? Absolutely. And in fact, it's very easy to schedule out a lot of posts very quickly. It can either be a weekly or a monthly thing. And so I'm going to bring it back here. If you have not uh, published or started using your community tab, just seriously, after you listen to this, 
just log into your YouTube and uh, just schedule out some posts right now. I don't care if they're awful, just schedule them out and start publishing them. It's, it's totally worth it because often you can take an hour and schedule out almost an entire month's worth of posts, depending on how in-depth you're going with them. Images, polls, all of those things. Just take an hour and you're done. Um, and interspersed with those, so you can do scheduled out posts and interspersed with those. If you want to take a more personal touch, you can do a bit more one-on-one type of behind the scenes. Hey, I just did this today, or I'm recording an upcoming video. I'm super excited to share it with you. This is what it looks like behind the scenes. I've done that several times with a lot of uh, success. You can do that type of thing also. So there you go. That is the current up to date on how the YouTube community tab works. Are there updates that I wish they would make to it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they could, if I could only combine post types, like do a poll and image, that would be sweet. Uh, <laughs> where I could think about this. If you had a, a thumbnail, for example, you could say, hey, which of these four do you like best? A, B, C, or D? And then they could vote. That'd be sweet. Currently can't do that. Uh, the other thing I wish you could do is add a pinned comment to a scheduled post. You can't do that currently. Um, it's something that I've, I guess that would be another tip I'd give you here. If you're doing a lot of posts, especially if your audience is larger, um, if you add a pinned comment, it just shows that you've been there and you, you, you're, you're in the comments also, which builds the community a lot, but currently you cannot add pinned comments before to a scheduled post to my knowledge, at least, um, you can only add it after it's published. So just keep that in mind. So there you go. That's the rundown. Let me know, like I said, if you have additional questions, Project 24 community. And until next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.